0: Hashtag FreeBritney. We started telling you about it yesterday, and then we brought it up again a little bit at the beginning of the show. But there's still more to talk about. So this is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk 1071com Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, unfortunately is missing out on a great conspiracy theory, but we'll get him up to speed when he comes back. He's doing the morning show this week, so Holly and I are here. Sonny's yep. at the controls. So here's what Free Britney is all about. Uh, there is a podcast called Britney's Gram that's hosted by two women, Babs and Tess, and they are just big fans of Britney Spears Instagram, not of Britney's grandma. I don't know if they know her, <laughs> but uh, but they're big fans of Britney Spears Instagram. And so they do a podcast about what's going on on her Instagram. All the dancing and the emojis yeah. and the twirling and whatnot, you know just fans, but they uh, have a hotline and they got a call from an anonymous tipster uh, after one of their podcasts that made them pause and think, okay, we got to do something about this. And this, uh, this was a voicemail from a paralegal who used to work at the law office that handles the conservatorship for Britney Spears. They did vet this person so they do know that he actually was employed there. Yep. Um, and this person says that Britney Spears is being manipulated by her conservators and that she's being held against her will presently at a mental health facility. And the stories that we're hearing are not the real stories about what's actually going on. Those are heavy accusations. They're big. Big. Now they end that podcast by saying, you know, the way that we're gonna start Getting this out there is just by talking about it. Well, guess who talked about it?
1: The, the talk. talk. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. And they talked about it yesterday during their show. The ladies of the talk uh, were discussing this hashtag free Britney and they were going all in. Eve, one of the co-hosts of the show, came out walking on stage wearing a free Britney T-shirt. So that's signaling that she's taking this story seriously. And they were all sharing their perspectives uh, at the table. And Sharon Osborne uh, shared a little something about the hashtag Free Britney. So we'll play the first cut. So here's Sharon Osborne on the talk yesterday discussing Free Britney.
2: Uh, who knows? At this point, there aren't many uh, details from people. Her manager, her agents, I her, mean, her lawyers. Yeah. So... We need to hear more credible sources. But the thing is, the one thing about Brittany that's always broken my heart about her is is that she was working from a very, very young child. Mm -hmm. She was on Broadway Mm -hmm. at like 10 or something ridiculous. And she's worked her entire life. She has kept her entire... And managers, father, I mean, nobody, uh, ex, Mm -hmm. you know, she keeps everybody. Nobody works for her for free. They work because they get a percentage of what she earns. So when there's a lot of money involved, Mm -hmm. nothing would surprise me. I know nothing. I know nothing. But nothing would surprise me when she was you know the big incident where she shaved all you know those hair hair off and all of that it's like you know she should have taken five years off then yeah and you know she's back out they keep putting her back out and back out you know it's time for her to have a life and maybe her dad can find a job
1: so there's sharon osborne Mm -hmm. on the talk yesterday and like all of us We don't know anything. However, when Sharon Osbourne is talking about the -the behind-the-scenes transactional nature of show business... I kind of want to listen to her because Sharon Osborne, of course, she's the wife of Ozzy Osbourne, but she made Ozzy Osbourne's career. She managed Ozzy Osbourne. She was the mind behind OzFest, among mm-hmm. other things. She is very business savvy when it comes to the world of show business. So and when she says there's something that, worthy of speculation here,
0: I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to pay attention, but also she's speaking logically because the, the fact of the matter is... Uh, Britney Spears is an empire. Yeah. And, uh, she has become that way large in part because of the fact that she has continued to be pushed out front to do the job. Yeah. To entertain. They have found new and exciting ways to make money and there's a lot of money at stake. And so to her point, when there's a lot of money there, uh, nothing would surprise you. Those mm-hmm. people are all living off of the work that Britney does. Right. Every single person is on the payroll. Well, you know, she also speculates, and we're all speculating. We should just make sure that we say that over and over and over again. We don't have any evidence other than we've been sort of pushed by these, by this, um, voicemail that came from a paralegal who used to work at the law office that handles the conspirator, or the, or the conspiratorship. <laughs> that was Freudian. <laughs> the conservatorship. Uh, we've been sort of pushed to look at what's been presented to us and think critically about what might really be going on. That's all we're doing here. Right, Exactly. So we're all speculating, but, but Sharon Osborne speculated also about the legal process of keeping somebody against their will, because that is what we're, that's what is being alleged. Yes. Is that Britney Spears did not voluntarily check into a mental, a, a, a mental health hospital. This was something that was done for her. So here mm-hmm. is Sharon Osborne talking about that.
2: I was thinking, I'm um, surely you need two doctors and a judge to keep anybody in. Mm-hmm. Two doctors and a judge is what it takes to keep somebody in a facility? I'm it, sure it is that wow. you have to go to court. A judge has to say yes. I'm, I'm sure you can't just say to anybody yeah. anymore, right. like yeah. she's crazy. Lock her up. Right. <laughs>
0: That's sad, man. Well, and here's the thing. Now, this is where you you gotta take another step uh you know away and think about what we're actually looking at. Yeah. A conservatorship is typically granted to uh somebody who is truly medically or mentally not able to make decisions for themselves. Now,
1: oftentimes that comes in end-of-life situations, yep. uh, at times where people are completely incapacitated and and physically cannot make legal decisions for
0: themselves. And sometimes, uh, you know, I think in special cases, there are incidents where maybe a, a short-term conservatorship is put into place. Um, I think when they start a conservatorship, it's like a, they give it a 30-day before they give make it more permanent. Right. But... Th- I don't know that it's ever given indefinitely or that the intention is for it to be given indefinitely in a situation like Britney Spears, yeah. where she may have had some instability that we all saw happen. Um, she has admitted publicly that she's uh, been diagnosed as bipolar. Yeah, So that is not a secret. Um, but but what what frustrates me about this and probably a lot of people who struggle with mental health issues is... Having a bipolar diagnosis does not automatically mean that you are not able to care for yourself. Right. And when somebody is able to say, I am bipolar, it means that they are accepting of the diagnosis, first off, and secondly, probably willing to to manage and maintain their, their care. Mm-hmm. Um, but... But this conservatorship has gone on for 10 years yeah. with seemingly no out plan. Right, exactly.
1: And so what this whole free Britney hashtag is asking us to do is reconsider the narrative that we have been given about Britney Spears and her conservatorship over the past decade. Is it necessary? Mm-hmm. Now there have been stories and uh, the free Britney podcast points out uh, over the course of the past decade, there have been times when Britney Spears has wanted to argue against having the conservatorship over her. And that hasn't been the case. Like, she does not win in
0: those instances. Never does. Never does. Now, uh, one last thing, and I'm going to leave you with this. Um, one of, So the conservatorship is handled by her father, Jamie Spears, but also uh, an attorney by the name of Andrew Wallet, or up until recently, and by the way, Wallet just happens to be his last name. Coincidence? Andrew, yeah, coincidence. Andrew Wallet uh, actually resigned or discontinued his position as her conserv- as a co conservator in March. Abruptly. Abruptly. And I want to read the statement, and I just want you to sit with it, okay? This is his. Um, this is his statement, in as to why he was wanting to leave the conservatorship. Okay. Okay. The conservatorship is engaged in numerous ongoing business activities requiring immediate attention and it therefore is in the best interest of the conservatee, that's Britney Spears, Mm -hmm. that the acceptance of Wallet's resignation and the issuance of amended letters of conservatorship of the estate occur immediately and without delay. Okay, that sounds pretty standard. Yeah, yeah, legalese. Here comes the part that uh, I think piques interest. Substantial detriment, irreparable harm and immediate danger... Will result to the conservatee and her estate if the relief requested herein, not granted, in in not granted is not granted on an ex parte basis. Okay. Okay. Sure. Uh, I'm sorry. Substantial detriment, irreparable harm, harm, and immediate danger. That doesn't sound like. That's not a
1: standard resignation. Doesn't feel like anything.
0: It. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. So sit with that. Think about what you've learned today. No,
1: <laughs> it no be but, I do, but it is. It is. This is asking us to look at this in a different way. Mm-hmm. This free Britney hashtag, looking at Britney Spears from a new
0: perspective. And that's what they're asking us to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that we just sort of go through the steps of that. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we do have some updates on the college cheating scandal. Ooh. Oh man, someone's that's someone's going to jail. Uh, maybe more than someone. Maybe someone's after this on my talk one. So we have been following the college cheating scandal since it broke. And uh there are some updates that we want to make you aware of on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk one, streaming live at my talk1071.com, everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, did the morning show. He's not here right now. Holly Roberts is. We'll take your message. Here. We'll take your message after the beep. <laughs> beep. Uh, Sonny's at the controls. But let's, uh, let's get people up to date on what we know today about the college cheating scandal. Well, the update is today regarding Felicity Huffman, who uh,
1: entered in a guilty plea to the college cheating scandal. Uh, prosecutors recommending that she should serve between four and ten months. For her role in the cottage college cheese. The cottage cheese? There's a scandal? Now, I mean. Uh, so uh, that's a, through her plea agreement. The plea agreement does not specify the length of her prison time. But this according to sources at the Department of Justice. That she should serve at around the four to ten month range. Now that would be the sentence. Doesn't necessarily mean Felicity Huffman will serve that four to ten mm-hmm. months in prison. Yeah. But. She uh pled that's, guilty.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you know listen, that is we have been paying attention to how the coverage has been different for Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin. Night and the day. It is night and day. Whew. But one of the major differences is that Lori Laughlin or that uh Felicity Huffman did plead guilty. Yes. And uh you'll recall Lori Laughlin and her husband Massimo Gianuli. they offered a plea deal that would have given them a shorter prison sentence. But they decided, you know, mm, for the sake of the children, we can't enter in a guilty plea. And so they pled not guilty. Well, guess what? For the sake of the children, my rear end. Because <laughs> the children are now going to be under investigation. Rutro, Rutro is right. So you'll recall that uh, Lori Laughlin, maybe you won't recall, so we'll get you up to speed. Lori Laughlin and Massimo Gianulli, her husband, uh, both took part in multiple different scams, including but not limited to money laundering, wire fraud, Etc. Uh, Etc. Cetera, et cetera, that they are going to be held accountable and for. As a result of that, they're facing up to twenty years in prison. Exactly. Bloop. Well, their daughters. Uh, this was all in an effort to get their daughters into USC, which they accomplished. But one of the other things that they that we know about their part of the story is that there was a uh, there was an initiative to try to get their daughters. Uh, To be scouted for the crew team.
1: Even though they
0: They never
1: never rode rode
0: crew. Ever. Not mm. ever.
1: So. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm what flavor are you holding now open your eyes and check out snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful snapple near you
0: hi everybody this is adriana Trajani. i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen Hanna, mitch album Susie essman craig ferguson Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, they had done a photo shoot of the two of them rowing, and they had photoshopped some things involving the girls. There's some there was an indication all along that the girls took part in this. Yes. Posing
1: As, for a rowing photograph, knowing very
0: well that you never have rowed a boat in your darn life. Well, guess what? Now the Department of Justice um, has reached out to at least one of the daughters of Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giannulli, uh, and let them know that they will be under the eye, and they will be under investigation. Dang. Because of their partner. And, you know, it doesn't take much because the problem is Lori Laughlin and Massimo Giamnulli, as far as we can tell, their only defense has been we didn't know. Right. that what we were doing was wrong. We were just wrong. thinking of the children. Yeah. Oh. We didn't know that what we were doing was wrong. Now, I would just say, like, if I said to my children, who are 9 and 12, Mommy's going to take some pictures of you pretending that you do something right. that you don't do to try to get you into a club, they'd be like, ah, that feels kind of dishonest to me, Mom. My kids would have told everybody. Exactly! exactly. My I, lying. I had exactly. to lie to take a picture? Exactly. Thank so, you. So, uh, Just so you know, that's the next step. We're looking at the daughters now. We'll keep you posted about that Uh uh-huh. after after this though, we've got some uh, celebrities behaving badly. We have a name for them, and that name is D Bag after this on My Talk 1071. And don't forget that you can also win a cruise for two just by downloading, entering, and listening to the My Talk app because it is April after all. April? April. And we are giving away, like I said, a cruise for two thanks to Bell Destinations, Sun Country Airlines, and Royal Caribbean. Now, also, we are giving away $107 per day. In this same exact APRIL initiative. And, uh, we should congratulate our winner. Do you, uh, hang on. I got to get that name up. Yeah, I got the name. Okay, good. Thank you. It's
1: Pam H from Elk Mound. You want your name, read, because yes. you want $107. All you got to do is listen <laughs> to us. Exactly. You want an Arsenio Hall yes. dog <laughs> shout out? You come here and you go to the My Talk 107 one app, download it, register with listener rewards. And every weekday during the month of Apple, look, April, look, we're already halfway through. I know. So. so, not a lot of chances to win $107 every weekday, but it could be you. You
0: could be Pam H. H from Elk Mount it's true get in on it alright uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley show My talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com everything entertainment Colleen Lindstrom Bradley trainer is not here right bye now bye. Uh, but Holly Roberts is and Sonny's at the controls and every day we like to tell you about celebrities behaving badly we got a name for them and that name is D-Bag, D-Bag. presenting <laughs> Lord and Lady Douchebag of, of the, the Day, day.
1: Video hauls. Oh, this one's always so easy for me. Oh, really? To call D bag of the day. It's People Magazine. Uh-huh. They're my D bag of the day. Oh, boy. Well, the reason that People Magazine is my D bag of the day, thanks for asking. It's because of all of this speculation that they are printing about the due date of the royal baby and the stories that they're creating surrounding the birth of the royal baby. The royal baby being Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's mm-hmm. child due any now. Here's the headline from people.com today. Will Prince William's New Zealand trip cause him to miss the birth of Meghan and Harry's baby?
0: oh say it isn't so hang on a second real quick question yeah is prince william playing an active role in the delivery in other words is he delivering the baby is he wearing scrubs i don't know is he you know some sort of orderly is he a phlebotomist and he's there to take blood i mean what is is he necessary at the birth I'm here to tell
1: you, Colleen, I'm not really sure, but I'm going to assume, heck no, Prince William is playing no important part in the birth of his brother's child. So the trip is actually taking place next Thursday uh, and Friday, so the 25th and the 26th, and people.com running with the story that, oh my gosh, well... You know what? He's going on this trip. Does it mean that he's going to be missing the birth of the baby, the actual birth out of the canal and coming through to life? Oh, God forbid that the brother missed the birth of his nephew in that way. It'll be okay. It's People Magazine, people of the world. (laughs) I'm here to tell you that it's totally going to be okay. And I say this as a person with a sibling who has given birth to multiple children. Mm -hmm. And I did not plan my schedule around the birth of my nephews.
0: I mean, I know that it's some like, people do that and that's awesome. Yeah. I don't think my brother met my kids until they were like months old. Yeah. Maybe a year. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying like, I you, mean, know, you know,
1: to each their own. Yeah, to each their own. But I something tells me that Prince William and Harry, they're very close to each other. Yeah. They are close to yeah. each other. But the fact that, you know, it's scandalous or you're implying scandal because William
0: may be gone on the actual birth date. I mean, come on. You know, I think two things are going on here. I think one of them is that um, that we don't have enough. We don't have any facts. No, we, we don't know what no. the due date is. In right. In the absence of facts, we, we, we create, create fiction. crap. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's part of it. Yep. I think the other thing is there is this move to try to keep. Them in the headlines as much as possible, lest we forget that she's going to have a baby. Do you see what I mean? Because I, now totally. they're kind of doing that thing where they pull back from their daily um duties as uh, public appearances as thing, a royal couple. The they're not making them exactly they're preparing for the baby exactly. And so now it's like, well, we can't you know write about what she's wearing because she's not doing mm-hmm. her stuff. Yeah. We have to try to find a way to keep some headlines going. We got
1: to speculate. We got to tap dance. I, I just like this headline is really reaching it's pure I, crap. It's just it's crap. I'm going to say it. And, you know, if you're close to your sibling and you're there in the delivery room. Good on you. I'm glad that you guys have a close relationship. However, it's like, yeah, I went to go and visit my sister in the hospital Mm -hmm. with one of the kids, the other kid. I I didn't at all. And it was like, look, it's totally up to you, sister, when you want me to come and visit you and your baby, because there's a lot going on
0: when you give birth to a child. And not to mention, I mean, like, you know, we live in a time where any you're never more than 12 to 20 hours away from where you need to be right so like if he needs to be at home at any point meaning uncle wills yeah it's not like he's so it's not like it's going to take months for him to get home it'll be okay pretty sure he
1: has people who arrange travel for him prince william oh it's just people magazine you are thirsty they they just
0: they need something to do now i have a a d-bag Um, And the D-bag is for some fans of Star Wars. And I'm sorry, I love Star Wars, and I love fans of Star Wars, but here's why. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go with the
1: headline that said George Lucas told a group of people that Jar Jar Binks is still his favorite
0: Star Wars character. What? I digress. Go ahead, Colin. Okay. I I would like to spend more time on that. That's unreal. No. Okay. Apparently, Mark Hamill, who played Luke Skywalker, plays Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars uh, franchise, um, he, he happened upon, uh, some fan musings that you might find amusing, but I find them uh dumb. <laughs> um, apparently fans have been concerned that it is possible that Luke Skywalker uh died a virgin. Okay.
1: I didn't think about that.
0: Now, Mark um... Hamill went ahead and replied to that. And he, what he said was. Make up your own backstory. It's undetermined. But in the one I made for him myself, the answer is no. He did not die a virgin. Woo! Hey, right. Luke. Okay. Thank you. He's Luke Skywalker. <laughs> okay? Yeah. I mean, Pretty sure there are plenty of ladies that really wanted to get with that. Look at the sword. That's number
1: one. Man. Okay. I mean his lightsaber Sunny right. Said it.
0: <laughs> but here's the thing. It's a movie, you guys. Luke Skywalker. I'm sorry to tell you this. Luke Skywalker isn't. Real. (gasps) I know. I'm sorry, (laughs) but like, his sex life is not actually important. Mm.
1: Colleen, you already spoiled Star Wars for one person (laughs) in your immediate orbit, meaning your husband. You gave away a big thing from Star Wars: The Force Awakens. So now you're telling me that you're spoiling this for everybody else. All the Star Wars fans,
0: you're saying that this isn't real. It's fictional. It's you know, it's science fiction, but it's fiction. And even he, then, it's a space it's opera. It's a space really. opera. Thank you. He, You guys, it doesn't, it's not important. Make up your own story. You can, you can make up a story where in his spare time, he um, stuck a, a lightsaber somewhere. In his nostril. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. You make up your own story. It's fine. The fact that anybody, even that there was like conversation on the internet around this, it's, let Luke Skywalker be a Skywalker on his own time, but you know Colleen and Sonny mm-hmm. that there's sexy fan fiction all over
1: the internet. So I for bet for sure, and and sexy fan fiction making other characters hang out with other characters in a sexily fashion. This is already happening. So I bet if you Googled Luke Skywalker's sexy fan fiction, then people have already. What de- virginized yeah. Luke Skywalker. Yeah, so if
0: you need some see, help with your own backstory, yeah. don't worry, the internet's got your back. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. It
1: sounds like a perfect spot for Spaceballs to come back in and okay. call another.
0: That was well played. May the Schwartz be with you, <laughs> mm-hmm. Sonny. Yes. Mm-hmm. I see what you did there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, okay, I got a question. What's the deal with IQs? I'm serious. Um. I got questions about your is it intellectual quotient? I don't ask me. Yes, it is intellectual <laughs> okay. Quotient. Thank you. And I, I only
1: know that because I know EQ, emotional quotient. See, that's what like, I didn't know. Oh, All right. right I see.
0: <laughs> okay. So I got the EQ. I'm pretty sure I don't have the IQ. <laughs> but um, I just have been wondering a lot about this. I saw an article that showed a lot of celebrities IQs, and I it. What's the deal with IQs? What's we'll be back. the deal? We'll be back with that after this on my talk 107.1. All right, I got a question. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is off of our show today because he did the morning show. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. He'll be back on the morning show tomorrow and then back with us on Monday. But Holly Roberts and I are here. Hello. Sonny's at the control. And uh, here's the deal. I got a question for you. It goes like this. What is the deal? What is the deal with IQs? What is the deal? I know it sounds like such a weird question, but you know, I saw this story yesterday that that shared a bunch of IQs of celebrities and I was like, uh, are we still doing that, IQs? <laughs> how the heck do we even know the IQ scores of celebrities? I mean, I mean how do we let's even know start this? start there. What is the deal with that? Okay, because I'm dead serious. How do they even know the IQs of the celebrities in order to report them? Is that common knowledge? I don't know my own IQ. I don't know mine even. I, I don't even know if I've ever taken a test. Sonny, do you know your IQ? Like I said, no. <laughs> yeah, right? I've been I tested know. emotionally, but not intellectually. How do you, t- I mean, I've been tested emotionally. I didn't <laughs> get like yeah. results from it. Right. That, <laughs> that happens you know what I on mean? a weekly basis right. when my guy doesn't put down the toilet seat. Exactly. I mean, I've been tested emotionally at least seven times today, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think that I've ever actually taken an actual test. Okay, so let me just run through some of these numbers for you. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're going to know what they mean, but (laughs) what is the deal with IQs? Apparently, Alicia Keys, uh, she clocks in with an IQ of 154. Okay.
1: Great. Yeah. 154. Congratulations. Is this like the math test where they
2: say 154 out of 400? I don't know. I I can't even tell I do think I read
0: somewhere like, I feel like 160 is like genius off the charts. So I mean I don't know Holly. Please do some research on IQs. While I uh, tell you more celebrity IQs. Please.
1: So this is I'm taking some statistics off of the World Wide Web, Mm -hmm. and they're talking about a guy named Lewis Terman in 1916 developed the original notion of IQ. So the idea of even having an IQ. Has only really been around for about a century, mm-hmm. oh. and he proposed a scale for classifying IQs as the following. I will tell you, over one hundred forty is a
0: genius or a near genius. So okay. whenever
1: we see somebody over a one hundred forty, that means they're real, real smart. Oh
0: wow! Well, th- looks like we got some geniuses in here because uh, let me tell you that Jessica Alba apparently one fifty one. Again, um, so Alicia okay. Keys and Jessica Alba are geniuses. So, yeah, high IQ, anybody over
1: 140. <laughs> I mean, that's again, I'm getting all this information off of Google. The, the World you know? Wide Web. You yeah. know
0: my IQ? Uh, how I scro- do you know? I scrolled down to Madonna and it says, material girl, mom, genius. According to Ranker, Madonna has an IQ just 20 points below Einstein. I'm like, well, what's 20? 160 minus 20. See?
1: You did yeah. know, it. so you know. I'm
0: like, why can't you just give me the number? No, I know what my IQ is. <laughs> it's yeah. probably two. Like, I don't know. I just, I like. like this is they a would send me so letter We regret thing.
2: to inform you that your numbers are so low. We can't even. Not even, even worth. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know them.
1: An <laughs> IQ sto- score is like having a permanent record at school.
0: Right? It's not real. It's it's a myth. Yeah. What does it even mean? Because here's my second question about IQs. All right. Yeah. So Jessica Alba's a genius, apparently. Do people do like normal? Like, do people among the us in the world know ha- know their IQ number? I mean, well, well first of all, like, do, you, do barely, you take it to the do you use it like in an interview? Like, I'd have you know. I know. My I IQ don't is know. One hundred and fifty two. I mean. I don't know. Good question, Sonny. <laughs> like, I don't even know what size I wear in jeans. <laughs> I don't either. You know, because it's like <laughs> six different ones depending on where I'm shopping. And yes, I'm going to pick the lowest one. Well, of course. Duh. Duh. Well, You're
1: always going to go with the vanity number. And then what you. did you eat for lunch? Every Every lady like lady knows you got to have at least three. So you need room for error. Exactly. one size. Yeah.
0: And, you know, you wear three different sizes sometimes in a week. Right. Um, and then here's my other question. What does it actually tell you about yourself? Right? Does it like, because I was thinking about that as well. Like, does an IQ tell you, an IQ score tell you how much potential you have? Does it tell you how much you're capable of knowing or how well you're capable? And also there's like a hundred different ways of learning things. So it's not like it's telling you that you're do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, right. It's not really a, all I feel is like all my, I is a number. I feel like I'm just yeah. proving again that I have a low IQ. I <laughs> mean, I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
1: I'm with an IQ of 155 yes. to be able to answer these questions. Exactly. Yes, and they will probably let you know that they had an IQ of 155. <laughs> right. You know, based on my... Internet research. Okay, thank You know, again, you. this is something, an IQ test was something that was originated in the early 1900s. You know, I just mentioned the guy named Lewis. There's also somebody named Alfred Bennett or Binet. And uh, this was a test developed to identify students in need of extra assistance in school. And the French government asked this guy, Alfred, to devise a test that could be used to discover which students were most in need of academic help. So it was like, OK, you know what? We need to help all the kids in school. Maybe we can have them take a standardized test, and okay. it will show us where some of these kids will need a little bit of help.
0: So we have like 3,000 other standardized tests. Why is this the one that people still talk about? I
1: think this is the one that we were trained okay. to talk about back in the day. I'm totally speculating. Right. Me, my low IQ are I mean, totally... what I know. Yeah, I don't even know my IQ test score, I... but it's just, it's one of those things that I think back in the day was probably an easy flash point in order to uh, communicate intelligence to the outside
0: world. Okay, so I have to tell you guys this uh this is a good story about my husband and me. I totally just oversold it, but just go with me. So, um, I, we were talking about, do you remember you had to take, did you ever take the ACTs? Yes. yes. Like some people take the SATs. I knew I was going to a college in the state of Minnesota that didn't require my SATs, but they did want my ACT mm-hmm. scores. Yeah. So I had to take the ACT years later. My husband and I, I don't even know what, why we got brought up. We were talking about like the numbers that at one time you were like sort of defined by mm-hmm. and I said you know at one point like it was just like the number that I was constantly felt defined by was my ACT score wow. mm-hmm. and my husband goes well, what did you get and I go I got a 36 I think and he goes no Whoa. you didn't he goes no you didn't that? and I go how do you know and I was super mad I was like you're rude what are you saying I'm not smart enough he goes yeah actually I'm telling you that you're not smart enough that would have oh. been in headlines 36 is a perfect score and I was like oh yeah no I didn't <laughs> I ain't get a 36.
2: I think I got like like a 26. But like,
0: I knew that I had like a number right. Yeah. But you know, that's the funny thing about it is like, at one point, that number may have told you a lot about who you were, what you were doing. Mm -hmm. But, it doesn't really, does it really matter? I don't feel like
1: it does. Yeah, the same with the IQ test. But well, what the ACT score tells you is how well you prepared to take the ACT. Mm-hmm. Because the ACT is different than the SAT and they take two different things. And I mean, it's all about how you have been prepared and your skill set is to take this certain test like that's it so
0: the iq test might be the same right well, right
1: exactly it's yeah. like okay well here's a test and here are the metrics of the test and maybe you can perform the metrics of the test in a intelligent way mm-hmm. in a way that is correct but that's we've evolved colleen It's what yeah, i'm t- saying like we, we have evolved have, right in a way that like what is the deal with iq numbers you don't hear a lot of people bragging mm-hmm. About
0: their IQ numbers. Although I will say, if I were Conan O'Brien, I would. Because apparently his is 160 and that's the same as Einstein. Okay, that's fine because
1: you know what? Conan O'Brien is using his genius for good. He has written all of those Uh wonderful jokes. Thank you
0: for your service, Thank sir. Thank you. Uh, Here's something that we do have to talk about, okay? Um, Holly has a big question for us. And that question is... Do you take photos or videos at concerts? Oh, yeah. Okay, so this has
1: nothing to do with our no, IQs. We're, no, we're, we're moving
0: we're done. on. We're done. We're done. We're done mm-hmm. We don't know our IQ
1: scores, Mm-mm. and if you do, good for you. Congratulations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so i want to ask the following question and i want you guys to think about this and then call us after the break with your answers do you take photos and videos at a concert the reason we're asking this question is because bob dylan was at a concert performing in vienna austria and he got all cranky at people taking photos and videos of him on the stage he said look you want us to be still and take photos, or do you want us to play and perform music for you?
0: And I'm telling you, he's not the first to do it, nor will he likely be the last, because people still are taking photos and videos at concerts. Yeah. And some, now this is what's interesting, some artists love it, and some artists hate Hate it. Yeah. But we're not asking the artists. We're asking you. Do you take photos or videos at a concert? We're going to take your calls after the break. Uh, I know that I have a, a long list of stipulations about when I use my camera at concerts. And when I take video and why I take video. And Holly, I know you also being an esteemed concert goer, also mm-hmm. same. Yes, very much. Uh, mm-hmm. So we'll be talking about that when we come back after the break. Also, I want to remind everybody that if you haven't already downloaded the My Talk app, you got to do it. And you got to the- do it during the month of
1: April. What the heck? It's already April 18th. Go and download the My Talk 1071 app. And when you do, you become eligible to register to win a Royal Caribbean Cruise for two from Bell Destination, Sun Country airlines and royal caribbean international look you could be on a cruise yes. i'm serious i mean everyone else at you, my talk is on a cruise you, that's should, you, you
0: should be on a cruise too so and go. you can take all the pictures you want there yeah that's right and please send them to us when you do yes and not only that you can also win 107 dollars we're giving away 107 every every day during the month of april now when we come back do you take photos or videos at concerts bob dylan is not here for it but it's not going to stop people do you do it 651-641-1071 after this have you been waiting for just the right job then welcome to the end
1: of your search amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply you can start getting paid right away and work close to home
0: applying is easy you don't even need an interview